Whether you're working a corporate job, side hustling, or building a business, Working Girl Talk is the podcast and community for women who work. I'm your host, Abby Zufeld, and I'm here to help you feel confident walking into the workday and to help you get excited about your career. Now, let's talk. Welcome back to Working Girl Talk. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is a special edition episode. We are here on a Wednesday because of the Thanksgiving holiday. And I wanted you to have something as you're traveling. And I hope you enjoy this special edition early release episode. Quick reminder, if you haven't left a five-star review yet or in a while, that is the greatest gift you can give to a podcaster. So leave a five-star review. Tell me what you think of this episode, especially as we dive into today's topic because there might be a lot of different thoughts on it. And it's something I'm really passionate about and I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So make sure to tap that five-star review and then leave a comment on what you think of today's episode. Thank you so much. Every single review I read and I so appreciate. Now let's dive into today's headlines because as you're heading off to Thanksgiving, you need to know what's going on. So first up, The Verge reported that Twitter is the latest social media network to combine shopping and live streams. This trend is just not going away. It is here to stay. Twitter is having a stream called the Cyber Deal Sunday and it's in a collaboration with Walmart. It will take place on this post-Thanksgiving weekend and it is hosted by Jason Derulo and Twitter is calling it a 30-minute variety show featuring electronics, home goods, apparel, decor, surprise special guest, and much more. So they are not the first one to do this as I mentioned earlier. In this month alone, The Verge reported Meta's Facebook has announced a test of live shopping for creators. Pinterest debuted a live shopping series called Pinterest TV and YouTube expanded the live, stra- live stream shopping feature with a week-long shopping event called YouTube Holiday Stream and Shop. I need to know something. Is anyone watching these? Like how crucial are these? I have not watched a single one. I personally, I'm like, I don't have the time for that, but Are they interesting? I don't know. Twitter saying surprise guests. Who are these surprise guests? And it is very interesting. I was like, wow, Twitter is really pulling out all the stops on this because one, they're getting into live stream, which I think, I feel like Amazon kind of made that popular again for like social platforms. So I feel like they're taking that model and they're throwing in Jason Derulo, which is he's really big on TikTok right now. So I'm like, okay, they're just really throwing out all the stops for this. So I need to know, are you watching these? Do you like them? Have you purchased anything from this? Right now I'm on the fence, like why is this a thing? But it might be a big thing and something interesting. The Verge did mention when they were describing this, they were like a QVC style, blah, blah, blah. And that reminded me, okay, on Shark Tank, Lori is always talking about QVC. I shouldn't get you on QVC. And I'm always like, "Mm, like who's watching QVC? But is this just the next iteration? And obviously, side note, Lori's very successful. All the products that go on QVC get sold. And so people are watching it. Just maybe not me. But this could be the next iteration of what those TV shopping networks look like maybe on socials. I don't know. Interesting thought. Next headline from Modern Retail. Hollister has partnered with Snapchat for Black Friday with an AR shopping experience. The marketplace goes live on Black Friday and runs through the end of the year. Hollister will sell a selection of comfort-focused apparels and gifts 
on this virtual storefront. Again, I don't know how I feel about these like virtual reality like storefronts and shopping experiences. It does sound like you can actually buy it and then it will be mailed to you. So that that's fine. That it kind of just reminds me of online shopping, but a little more a little more fancy. The part that's hard for me with all of this metaverse and virtual reality stuff is when you're buying like virtual stuff like the NFTs and things like that. So that's a little hard for my brain to wrap around, but maybe we'll get there. And lastly, very interesting story. Had to talk about it because I have some thoughts on this. According to Daily Hive, starting November 26th, the cosmetic brand Lush will deactivate its Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Snapchat accounts, some of which over have a million followers. The company hopes this move will raise awareness about the severe effects social media can have on mental health, end quote. Lush's accounts will be deactivated across social platforms. Um, the new policy is rolling out across all 48 country countries where Lush operates. Okay, so there's the background. Lush is doing this. If anyone is an OG working girl talk gal, you remember that one of the very first posts on the Working Girl Talk Instagram, you can go see it, scroll back to the very beginning. Working Girl Talk, we actually posted about Lush deactivating social accounts in the UK originally back in 2019. So you go back and look at it. This is real. Back then, they said, quote, they were tired of fighting against algorithms. And this is just me Abby here throwing out some ideas. This is not confirmed, but very interesting. So that was about two, two-ish years ago. They decided to deactivate in in the UK, the UK accounts. And I'm not sure how Lush is working here. Is each country its own leadership team? Who knows? But this is just a thought. A lot of times when a company is adopting something new, they will test it out in a certain area, like how Instagram rolls out certain features in different countries first before it does a worldwide rollout. So this just made me think back then the deactivation was because fighting against algorithms, kind of like we can't connect with our customers because we're fighting against algorithms. And so if that was the reason then, and now they're rolling it out to all of their platforms, all their countries, and it's a new reason, just a thought, like, was that some sort of beta test for this? Is it, I'm sure they really are passionate about mental health and social media, but it is just an interesting thought. Like, was that a beta for all of this to come a few years later to see like, oh, does not having social in a certain area impact the business really bad? I don't know. Just some thoughts, but definitely go back on the Working Girl Talk account. Look at that post because I posted a screenshot and some quotes from the article at the time. It's just an interesting thought. Maybe this was a beta test, maybe not related at all. And they really are just deciding to do this flat out now. But who knows? Food for thought. And I really like Lush products. So I'm not against them or anything. Just an interesting thing I noticed when I saw that headline. And now let's head into today's topic. I was recently talking with someone and she was talking to me about how she was on a hiring committee recently and she was really impressed but also surprised that the candidate that they were interviewing was asking questions back to them questions about company culture how is it working here and this person that I was talking to expressed that she was surprised because she hadn't seen that very often and mentioned that in her generation people didn't ask questions like that and then in her world like you didn't ask questions like that and that she was just so surprised by that but super impressed and that got me thinking about the job interview dynamic in general 
and how sometimes we feel like we can't ask the hard questions back to the employer because you really want the job. It's a high pressure situation. And I just want to say one of the best pieces of advice I've ever read was in a Forbes article and it was about job interviews and it said in job interviews, you're assessing the employer just as much as they're assessing you. I read that and when when I was about a year or so out of college and for some reason I had never thought of it like that. Maybe it's because in that college age or even before you, you just feel that pressure like you got to get the job, you need a job and you don't really think about if you'll be a good fit there. Like you don't think about it being a two-way street. But hearing that sentiment or reading that sentiment, it gave me something I didn't even know I was missing in job interviews before power that empowerment and it had always been a one-sided power dynamic that potential employer interviewing me had all the power and it was just kind of a dog and pony show to impress them and there's nothing wrong with that I mean we're if you listen to this show we're all about putting your best foot forward in job interviews showing off the things that really make you a valuable candidate and really impressing that potential employer if you want the job But that's just it. If you want that job, if you're going to fit for that job, how do you know you want that job if you don't ask the questions and don't figure out if it's a good fit for you? Right now, as I'm recording this at the end of 2021, the worker really does have the power in today's market because there's a big fight for talent. It's not always a worker's market because the competition for jobs ebbs and flows with the economy and all that stuff. But I think it's a really important reminder for all of us to kind of take that power back as job applicants, no matter the season and just make it a playing field. Not like that you're better than the employer, but just make it a better playing field because sometimes I think we give all our power away to them and it really becomes like such a, like you feel small, you feel weak and in this job application process. Just a disclaimer based on what I just said, I know there are seasons and times where a job is a job. We just need that paycheck. We just need a job. That's totally good. But if you assess the company like they're assessing you as a candidate, you really will both win in the end. If you don't want to be there when you do get there and you get the job, you probably won't be as productive or happy. So taking your power back in job interviews is beneficial for all sides. So when I say take your power back, what do I mean? Honestly, I don't really like that phrasing, but I kind of don't know what else to call it. I really just mean assessing them like they're assessing you. You know, at the end of every job interview, they ask about, oh, do you have any questions for us? This is your time to shine. But it's funny how many people struggle finding things to ask. If you search that in Google, like questions to ask in job interview, like, Uh, or at the end of a job interview, however you want to word it. Like there's a lot of resources on it because people are curious. They don't know what to ask. Or sometimes people say, nope, I'm good. Don't ask anything at all. This is the opportunity to get the info you need to know to make your decision. Ask about the team structure, the management style, the workflow. What's their story in working here? Like, how did you find about, out about this job? How long have you been here? What's your role like? What's, what's that culture like on this team specifically? And one of my favorites is asking about like, oh, what are the traits that somebody should have to be really successful in this job? Like the job that you're applying for. Salary, benefits, perks, things like that. Now that COVID has opened the door for remote work, a lot of people have decided that that's like a non-negotiable for them in a job. So things like that, companies really need to be the ones to sell you on them too. Depending on what phase of the interview process you're in and who you're interviewing with, you can use your discretion on which questions are appropriate for that person and at that time. 
But no matter what, do not let that part of the interview go to waste. In short, make sure you are getting the information you need from an interview. Really think beforehand about the things that are important to you, in your job, in your career, and what questions you can ask to see if it's a right fit. As always, treat others how you want to be treated and be respectful, but there really is nothing wrong with asking the hard questions back at them in a job interview. Empower yourself and you'll save everyone time. That's I think that's the thing that is so crucial to remember about all of this is that this is actually a good thing like to kind of like hold your head up I'm assessing you too because you're gonna save everyone time in the end instead of waiting throughout the whole interview process tons of interviews just to realize when you get the offer that there's something about the job that oh it's not a good fit ask those questions save yourself time save them time it's a respect thing at the end of the day respecting yourself but also respecting their time so ask those questions get your answers assess them throughout the process too You can choose right now to take that power back and make it an even playing field when it comes to job interviews. Just remember, you are assessing them as much as they are assessing you. This is your time to figure out if they're a good fit for you. And I just really want you to take that to heart because once you adopt that mindset, job interviews become so much easier. You become much more confident and it becomes helpful. At the end of the day, they know they're looking for somebody. You know you're searching. You want to put your best foot forward. You want the job and all of that is so important, but make sure that the job is a good fit for you as well and really take back that power because it is an even playing field. They should want you as much as you want them and it really should be a mutually beneficial relationship as you're interviewing for jobs and it can be and it should be. At the end of every episode, I do a Friday favorite, something I liked that week that I want to share with you and today's Friday favorite is a quote, which is very fitting for this week. A quote from Maya Angelou that I saw from the 1440 newsletter saying, be present in all things and thankful for all. So perfect as we approach this Thanksgiving time. Gratitude is important to show all year round, but especially at this time, a great reminder. So grateful for all of you and for how far this show has come in the past two and a half years. I am so grateful and blown away and I'm grateful for all of the opportunities and exciting things that we have coming up. So thankful for you and all of your five-star reviews. Thank you. And have a wonderful work day, a wonderful day off of work as well. I will talk to you next week.